0: around, let's get right to business and, and 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 watch God do some amazing things here. Praise God! Aren't you glad we're not operating in our own strength, according to our own wisdom, our own potential? We're uh, we're reaching on beyond our mind, beyond our physical body, beyond our own capabilities, and we're, uh, we're we're connecting with someone who who knows everything and can do everything. Yeah, and so nothing's off limits, nothing's out of reach, nothing's too difficult, no situation is too hard for God. And, uh, and all, of our, uh, all of our efforts just simply go to this. Let's get into a place of, of rest and trust where we stop striving, we stop working, we stop, uh, stop, you know, just trying to get something. Let's just let God be God. Amen. And, uh, and, and when we have that restful kind of faith, well, then things just happen real easy. Just like, you know, you reach that point where the, you know, the corn starts to pop. <laughs> it's that point. What? It's just well, that's not even not even trying anymore. You know, before that you might have been doing all this stuff and you know getting that pan right, the right heat. But as soon as it gets the right temperature, things just start to pop. And and in uh, here are the right temperatures when we're just kind of really resting. We're saying, thank you, Lord. You are who you said you are. And then healings just start popping all over the place. Bones start going back into place and and uh, issues just start to leave. And wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, that pain, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, it was almost like I didn't even try. Exactly. All right. That's our goal to get to a place where we're not trying, but we are resting in Him. <laughs> because nothing is too difficult. I mean, you kidding me? You tell me the Lord can't put a bone back in place? You tell me He can't open up a heart valve? you say in the you're saying, the, uh, you're saying, you're saying a, a tumor is out of out of reach from God Almighty creator of heaven and earth the God who loves us not a chance so it's just easy And everybody on three breathe out one two three <sighs> ah, now we're in the right place amen <laughs> amen so as we're talking healing start popping uh, and, uh, and then we'll we'll just let God uh, do amazing things because he wants to you know Wants to do amazing things. If this is, if this kind of service, uh, this is first Wednesday, of course, so we do a healing service. That's the focus tonight. Anything can happen. We're open and yielded to do whatever the Lord says, and likely he'll take us on different trails at different times to say things that'll help people in various stages and conditions of their, of their life. Uh, But this is a healing service, and we do mean healing in the literal sense, not a spiritual healing. There's no such thing as spiritual healing. Uh, Spirits are either alive or dead. And, and so when they're dead, they need born again. Okay, if you've never been born again, then you need to, you need to have a spiritual resurrection, not a healing. All right, no band aids on your spirit. <laughs> no, <laughs> and uh, uh, and and so we're talking about literal physical healing. There there is the healing of of hearts as well. That would that would definitely be fair game, and that would, that would uh, not be the spirit, but that would reference you know emotional hurts and that that type of thing that's those kind of things are real and the lord wants to help people in that area as well uh but we see a big focus in the scripture on physical healing and so that's what we do that's what the focus of this service is if if you've heard uh these things a hundred times or a thousand times let me encourage you to listen real close and listen fresh once again always listen fresh as if there's something to learn and know because here's the truth there always is there's always something to grow and sometimes it's something we heard long ago and we we forgot it it got away from us and therefore it's not alive and active in us uh, right on the other hand uh, if you're here and this is the first time you've ever heard anything like this uh, then I want you to listen real close don't just I mean you can watch and see what happens and if you're saying hey is this stuff even real I'll just tell you up front uh, yes it is now, let's get on beyond that. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll see things and see, hear testimony. You'll, people will be healed all over the place in the service tonight. But, but if it's you that came, and, and this is relatively new at all, and you need healing in your body, let me encourage you along these lines. Listen real close to the things we have to say. Because I, I really believe this, and I know this is how God works, is He'll help you to get it first so you can get it second. He'll help you to get it in here, and your eyes will open. There'll be a, wow, I didn't see that, I didn't know that. I didn't, And, and something will light up inside of you. When it lights up inside of you, we're good to go. Okay, because you, that's that symptom, that problem, that disease, whatever, it is already on its, its way out as soon as the light turns on. Yeah, and, and that's the light of God's word. And so I want to share with you a few things along these lines that will help you uh, to get it. Like I said... Whether it's the first time you've ever heard it, or the millionth time, or somewhere in between, uh, the Lord will help you to get this. Amen? Amen. If you have a Bible with you, uh, turn with me to the book of Galatians. Okay? Galatians. If you have a Bible app, go ahead and open that up. Uh, If you don't have either, look at the person sitting closest to you and smile. Look on with them. Uh, if you're not able to do, to do that, you can just listen real well, but I, I, it's, it's important that you see these things are in the Word of God. We're not making them up. We're not just, uh, you know, some kind of healing cult. <laughs> they believe in weird things over there. Actually, what we believe is pretty, pretty mainstream in the, in the Scripture. It, it might not be mainstream in some parts of, of religious circles today. I mean, I don't know. I just know what we know. But if you'll, you'll find this is all throughout Scripture, and this is not some foreign concept, the fact that God would heal people and raise the dead and, and open blind eyes and deaf ears and, and uh, dissolve tumors and, and uh, make spinal columns straight and, and, and all kinds of good stuff. Amen? Amen. In Galatians chapter 3, I want you to notice with me over here in verse 13. Verse 13 reads, Christ has redeemed us. From the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Everybody say, Through faith. faith. Yeah. And so this is, this is, uh, language that probably most Christians are at least somewhat familiar with, this language that Christ has redeemed us, and specifically from the curse of the law. Uh, the word redeemed, you might know what that means. The, the, the Greek word means uh, to buy up or to buy out. Okay, and when it, when when you think of the word buy out, it, it, it referenced often to buy someone out of slavery. Okay, uh, in many parts of the world, especially in uh, back in those times, slavery was a real problem, was a real thing that some, certain individuals had to deal with, but someone could be bought out of. Slavery, And so people had that, that concept, they had that mind frame, and when, when, when they would use the language that Christ has redeemed us, well, they understood. He bought us out of slavery. Slavery to what? To sin, but specifically to the law of sin and death, to the law uh, of God, because it was something that held people captive, it held people in bondage. And so, Jesus has bought us. He purchased our redemption, we could say. Uh, There are two things mentioned that I want you to, to notice in these two verses. First of all, the curse of the law, okay, the curse of the law and the blessing of Abraham. All right? There are two important things, the curse of the law, the blessing of Abraham. How many know these are contrary to one another? all right? Uh, uh, We don't want both. (laughs) You don't want anything that has the word curse in it. (laughs) And and we definitely do want what's referred to as the blessing of Abraham. Now, uh, this book, this book called Galatians here, was a letter to the church, or churches in this case, in the region of Galatia. Uh, This book... ...deals a lot with from beginning to end, you'll find a lot of the subject matter is about the law versus faith, okay? That we are uh, redeemed, saved, justified, made right with God, not because of the law, but on the contrary, because of our beliefs, because of of our faith. Now, uh, if you look back just a couple verses... And notice with me verse 6. It reads, just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Okay, notice that language. Righteousness means that you're right with God, you have right standing with God. How did Abraham get right with God? It says he believed him. He believed what God told him, and he was made right with God. But notice what it doesn't say. Abraham did everything right, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham lived a perfect life. Abraham never had a bad thought, never did anything wrong, never broke the speed limit. You know, in his chariot, or whatever, donkey. (laughs) Abraham never did anything wrong, and he was righteous. No, that's not what it said, because Abraham, like the rest of humanity, did do things wrong. Abraham, like everybody else, had sinned, had blown it, and was making mistakes, but yet he was declared to be right with God, which, is, by the way, is, is the, I don't know, probably the highest compliment, the highest privilege we could, we could ever experience, and that is to be, set, it, it, to be set about as we are right with God. I mean, that's amazing. Think about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. We do that every now and then just in case anyone gets too quiet. <laughs> Made right with God. How did he get it? Real simple. Don't forget this. might seem elementary, but he believed. He believed what God said, and he was called righteous. Yeah. Now, if you look at the ninth verse. Ninth verse. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So who's blessed? Those who are doing everything right. Those who follow all of God's commands without fail every day, 24-7, all year long. They are blessed No, that's not what the scripture says. He said those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Abraham was blessed because he was believing Abraham. Now, we are blessed if we are of faith like Abraham was. All right. Now, look at the next verse, verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Wow, that's pretty strong. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. I want you to think about that for a moment. Who's cursed? Who's cursed? Cursed is everyone who does not continue or continually do everything right. Cursed is the person who doesn't do 100% of all God con- commanded continually. Man, I'm not encouraged at the moment. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what, what, what is he basically saying? He's saying everyone is cursed. Everyone. Because no one, except the Lord Jesus, no one has ever done everything right. No one has fulfilled every command of God continually, without fail. And so it's basically saying everybody is in trouble. Everybody is cursed. Amen. And so this is where we all come up short. If I'm cursed for not doing all things, I'm seriously in trouble. And when a person does not do everything right... They're cursed and therefore, now I want, I want to draw your attention to this. Uh, because a person does not do all the commands of God all the time, continually, they uh, are cursed and therefore the curses have a place in their life. I, I want you to, uh, to make a distinction in your mind, because they are cursed, now the curses and I'll explain in more detail, uh, have a place to dominate them. All right? The law, basically, with, when you think of the law, just so you know what we're talking about, we're not talking about the civil law of the country we live in. We're talking about what's called the Law of Moses. Uh, it's the Old Testament law. It's the Ten Commandments and hundreds more. Okay? Lots of laws. Lots of laws that that that, that were brought. And if a person... um like we said, didn't obey all of them. They were called cursed. That's what, that's what uh, is, is being taught here. There's no, no way around, for any person, there's no way around these curses unless they get outside help. Okay. Now, in their day, back in the law day, God did institute some reprieve by, uh, by giving them sacrifices to, that they could make. And certain sacrifices were for sins that they knew they committed. Others were given annually and would cover them for a year. Uh, but w- why did the Lord do that? Well, multiple reasons. It was leading up to Jesus. But in part, it was so that uh, they wouldn't give what they, what they deserved. Because the Lord never wants, wanted anyone to suffer. He didn't want you to suffer, not for a second. He didn't want his people back then to suffer. He, he didn't want them to be uh, diseased and all this kind of stuff all their days. So he would give them... Help, reprieve, he would give them, he said, offer this sacrifice, and the blood of this animal, the blood of of this will cover it, will help help you so that the blessing of God can legally come upon you. See, God is just, he's legal, he does things right, and sin really does deserve and require consequence, okay? And, And people suffer as a result of sin that deserves suffering. But the Lord is continually looking to, has been back then, has today. He's endeavoring to get his blessing, his love, his favor, his protection, his healing into people's bodies. So he gives them methods by which he has a legal right to get in there and help people. Amen. Everybody listening real good? Okay. This will get real exciting here soon. Right now, everybody's cursed still. (laughs) Uh, but, but if you just look at these, just a few verses we've read, they're in, in, in Galatians, what is the curse of the law? When we read at the beginning that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, well what is the curse of the law? It is basically the futile effort of continuing in all things written, because we can't do it. And uh, it's the... It is the failure of which produces curses. My inability to do it all right all the time and obey obey all the law of God is a real bummer. Because that inability enters me into a curse and then the curses can be added to my life. Not at the Lord's will, not at the Lord's desire, but as a matter of sowing and reaping, as a matter of of consequence to uh, the curse. All right? Now, if you would, uh, go back with me to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 28. The 28th chapter of Deuteronomy. And so, again, the curse that Jesus redeemed us from is the curse of this futile effort of trying and failing to to continually do everything right, to do all that God has commanded all the time. We fail in that, and so we're automatically cursed. And because of the curse that exists in that futile effort, the curses have a right to to attach themselves to our lives. Curses. Alright. In Deuteronomy, this is this is some of the connection here that shows us uh, what they were mindful of when hearing this language. It reads in Deuteronomy chapter 28 in verse 1. Now, it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God okay then he goes on we won't take the time right now to list uh, a number of the blessings that would overcome them if they did what Or overtake them if they obeyed. If they obeyed what? Everything. (laughs) Everything God said. If you do everything I command you. If you do it all right. This good stuff is going to happen in your life. Yeah. How many could do that? None of them. Now not to zero degree. They could do it to some degree. But no one, no one was successful completely. And therefore all of them to some degree had the curse. And again, the sacrifices and so forth would give help in those areas. But no one did that completely. Otherwise, they didn't didn't need Jesus. Right? And then if you'll skip down uh, to the 15th verse, Deuteronomy 28, 15. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments and His statutes which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Well, this is not looking good now. So I like the blessing list, but I don't know if I qualify. And here come the curses if I don't do it all right. Yikes. Well, let's be aware of let's Let's be mindful uh, tonight of of some of this and how it plays out in our lives so we can easily and accurately identify if something is going on in my life that, you know, I don't like, is that called a blessing or is it called a curse? You know how sometimes people will use the phrase, a blessing in disguise? Most of the time, that's very uh, off. Because they're usually referring to something negative and saying, well, it was a blessing in disguise because it as it turned out, something good maybe resulted. Or, uh, But listen, when we come to our relationship with God and how he deals with us in the scripture, we can't be muddying the waters and, and, and that kind of stuff and calling curses blessings and blessings curses. There are scriptures that directly forbid us doing that calling good evil and evil good, and, and you know what I'm talking about? And so we don't want to do that. If something, if something is a curse, then let's just label it what it is. It's a curse. It's not God's will. It's not what He wants. It's something that is not a result of obedience. It's a result of disobedience. Okay? And so uh, we, we could look at a number of these, but I want to focus tonight primarily on the healing side of this, because you will notice that the list of curses, which I don't recommend as a general rule as meditation scriptures, there are other verses that would lift you and benefit you a little more than just thinking about these, but I'm going to look at some of them tonight, because I'm focusing on the the disease component versus the healing component, and you'll see that the curse of someone not obeying God, the curses that are listed uh, well, a lot of them are being experienced by people today, okay? And this is the, Lord, this is the inspired Word of God that reveals to us these are the results of disobeying the voice of God. We're not going to color that any, in any way. We're not going to water it down or try to set it aside or excuse it or make excuses and say, well, not in this case. Listen, I'm just going to stay with the Word, all right, I don't want to add anything to it. I don't want to take anything away from it. I don't want to let my own understanding get in the way of something that the Lord might be trying to reveal to me. But let's get a picture of this. And and don't worry, it's going to turn out good in the end for us tonight. In case if anyone starts feeling ah, mighty low. Uh, I have written down uh, some of these curses. And again... Focusing on the the disease side, and you can read them right there in your in your Bible. But sometimes, because of Bible translations and and the time in which it was written, we might read some of the words and not even relate to them. All right. So I've got I've gotten uh, some of these words from uh, a bunch of different translations to help us kind of see what they're talking about. These are some of the curses that are results from disobedience, and. And and maybe if you're dealing with something, you might be able to identify and and find some of this right in the list, okay? But now you know what it is. In verse 21, um, it uses the word plague or pestilence, and uh, some of the different translations say it this way, uh, that you'll be plagued with diseases, um, or you will be infected with the plague, uh, another other translations say disease after disease. Uh, others say that they will fasten plagues on you. All right. In verse 22, it uses the word uh, consumption. Uh, different translations say tuberculosis. Or others say wasting disease. Uh, others say infectious disease. You can see, I mean, infection. Well, what is that? What is it? It's a curse. It's a curse. Okay. Uh, Verse 22 uh, references fever. Um, One translation uses the the language recurrent fever. A fever that keeps coming. Uh, Verse 22, um, inflammation. And uh, a a translation uses the word inflammation. How do you say this? A-G-U-E, ag, agu, ague, egg, yeah. If that's a disease that's used, if that's language is used today, if you don't have that, don't worry about it. <laughs> but, or, or malarial fever. Um, translations use the word cold. I've heard of that, a cold. Uh, infections is also, Uh, Translated there from inflammation. Um, Verse 22. Mildew. Uh, The language is used jaundice. You know, affects the pigmentation of the skin. And uh, another translation says paleness. What what, what is that stuff? It's a curse. It's a curse. Not a blessing. Not the work of the Lord. Curse. Uh, Verse 27. Boils Of Egypt, or one translation says the botch of Egypt. I don't know what that is, but that does not sound good. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? Got a little botch of Egypt. (laughs) Might be out of commission today. Uh, You know, (laughs) got the botch of Egypt again. (laughs) But what is that? Whether it's boils or botch, (laughs) that's a curse. That's a curse. Uh, burning sores is other translations. Um, Egyptian scab or sores, inflammatory disease, and a uh, few translations use the word ulcer. There, what is all that? That's a curse. Verse twenty-seven, tumors. Tumors. Translations also use these th- these words: uh, hemorrhoids, uh, ulcers. Swelling in the groin, sores, all right? Sore, what's all that? Curse. Verse 27, scab. Scab, scab's not good. <laughs> scab, uh, translations uh, use these words, scurvy, eczema, malignant scab, festering sores. This is all, I know this is ugly. It's like, yeah, well, he said this is a result of curse or disobedience. Disobedience. The Lord wasn't saying that he wanted any of this to happen to, to these people. He's, he, in this case, in Deuteronomy 28, he's warning them. He said, don't go down that path. This is a result. If you, if you like scabs and botches and all, you know, all this kind of stuff, then go ahead. Do whatever you want. Disobey. But he is telling them for a reason, giving them a, a, a heads up. This, this is the way it works. Um, verse 27 is, is, uses the word itch, okay, or incurable itch, other sorts of skin disease, skin disease. Uh, that one came, out to, came up in my heart earlier, skin disease. Uh, if you have any skin issues in your, in your body tonight, so I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm going to lay hands on anyone who, who wants healing, but uh, I'll probably do that first. Got any kind of skin issue? Skin issue. I'm gonna lay hands on you. Let's do that first. Uh, um, Verse twenty-eight. Madness. Different translations say insanity, or lose your mind. Yeah. How many know that's not a blessing? No one is insane because of obeying God. (laughs) Because they lived it. They they obeyed Him perfectly, and and the Lord sent them insanity. No. No, that's a curse. That's a curse. Uh, Verse 28, blindness. Blindness, what's that? Blindness a blessing? No, curse. Not in the blessing. None of this is in the blessing list. It's all in the curse list. Verse 28, confusion of heart. Um, Confusion of mind, bewilderment, distracted, crazed in the wits. It's the Knox translation. Uh, So you can see Again and again, in fact, I lost uh, one of these. Um, Anyway, what I lost, I lost, I lost note of the verse at the at the moment, but somewhere in here it says maybe someone can find it for me. is if there's any other thing that's not in the list there's any other thing that's not mentioned here, then that, that too. Any, any other bad stuff, that's in the list too. That's going to happen as well. And, uh, and, and so what we can see through, uh, through the Scripture, through the Word of God, is, is that, like we've said, the Lord is not endeavoring to add these things to people. He's endeavoring to keep them off. But this is how the old covenant worked. And when we come back now into the New Testament and we start where we read in Galatians, what did Jesus do? Christ has redeemed us. He bought us back out of this slavery, redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse, I know I'm being redundant, but the curse being you're not going to do it all right. The curse being, you are never going to succeed in obeying all the commands of God. And because of that disobedience in some form or fashion to varying degrees, you are subject to the curses. And among the curses, the largest part of them are described in physical issues. Some mental and then there's some others that we didn't look at and read. But the largest part is physical health problems. Those are the the result of disobedience, and this is what Jesus came to set us free from. Hallelujah. If If you heard it tonight, anything resembling anything that's working in your body or anything else, you know for certain that Christ purchased you back from that so you would not have to experience it. Uh, The blessing of Abraham, then, what's that? So we said that there's two things, the curse of the law and the blessing of Abraham. What is the blessing of Abraham? The fact that he could be justified by faith. The reality that he could be made right with God simply by believing, not by performing everything correctly. And so any person, independent of their success or failure in living a perfectly moral life and obeying God's commandments without flaw, can still be made righteous by believing. That's the blessing of Abraham that comes to all of us in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so then, if I can be blessed with faithful Abraham, guess what I qualify for? All the blessings that are attached to being blessed. Guess what I don't, do not qualify for? I do not come under the list of curses that are all a result of being cursed for obedient, disobedience. That's not my list. Hallelujah. That, that, that's just, that's just not, that's not a part of my life. Now, God deals with people, has and does on the basis of covenant you see this language throughout scripture Uh, what we enjoy what we experience in life is not based upon uh, what god wants to uh, to happen Uh, my experience of a healthy long life is not tied to the will of god it's tied to covenant he deals with people Based upon his covenants with them. Is everybody with me? Some say, well, God's going to do whatever he wants to do. No, 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 no. God, if God was going to do everything he wants to do, we'd all be in heaven. Now. He relates to us. In other words, earth would be heaven. There would be amazing glory 24-7 all the time. That's God. Okay? It doesn't work that way, but he has established covenants with people in the earth. And what we're told over in, in the New Testament, a couple places in the, in the book of Hebrews, says that we have a better covenant. Okay? And there's a contrast between the, the lesser covenant, the inferior covenant, and then the better covenant. The inferior one went like this if you do everything right, you'll be blessed. And if you don't, you're in trouble. Here's the better one. The better covenant that we have because of Jesus is that Jesus did everything right. Jesus fulfilled every law without flaw. Jesus completely obeyed all the commandments of God, he never failed, he never sinned, and then he became our substitute, and our faith in him then gives us standing with God as if we never did anything wrong. And if we never did anything wrong, guess which list we qualify for? <laughs> That means the curse list has nothing to do with us. That means the blessing list is where we live. Why? Because we've done it all right? No, because we believe in the one who did it all right. And that's the this is the blessing of Abraham. We slide in by faith in Jesus. Someone said I believe in Jesus. Well, that hopefully that just took on a little brighter meaning. I believe in Jesus what? That he's perfect. Well, what good does that do you? Cuz he did it in my place and now he qualified me for all the blessings of God. And now he made me able to receive and now the curses are no longer a part of me now they no longer have a legal right to attach to my life. Hallelujah. And so uh, and, and so kind of how this how this works um is that if we were to read Deuteronomy 28 and and the first couple of verses that we previously read it would it would sound a little different because we would read something like this if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I commanded you we would add in there which Jesus did that the Lord your God will set you on high above all th- Nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. And we'd add which Jesus did for me. Not do I do it all right. Not have I fulfilled the law completely. Every time we throw Jesus in there as our substitute because he became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham might fall on those who Believe who believe. Amen. Amen. Anytime you begin to feel, man, I don't know if God wants to do this for me. Does He want to do it for Jesus? Anytime you start to feel like, man, I, I, I'm a rascal. I deserve this. Or anything of that nature. No, Jesus doesn't deserve it. And whose name are you coming in? Are you coming in carrying your own trophy? Look, Lord. El perfecto, I did it all right. I obeyed you perfectly all my... And if that's not true, you don't have one of those trophies? And no one does. Then drop it and pick up the trophy of the Lord. And pick up the standard of Jesus and say, he went before me and he became what I am so I could become what he is. And he lived it perfect and he fulfilled the law without failure and he did that so that I could stand before God righteous. Curses no longer stick to me. What curses? All of them. They run right off of us. They can't, they can't attach. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so, uh, sickness today is a curse. It's a curse for not being perfect. But faith in Jesus, in Jesus' perfection, is necessary for healing. Amen. What do I need to believe in me? Not for a moment. Not for a moment. I just need to... uh, My faith is Jesus did it perfect. Jesus fulfilled it all. And because of that... I'm redeemed. Amen? And so, I know sometimes people will say, well, the curse of the law is, is that we're redeemed from sickness and from poverty and sickness and death. And I, I, I agree with that in a, in a non-direct way uh, because that's the result of not being justified before God. What is salvation? Salvation is being saved from poverty, sickness, and death Forever. That's salvation. That's what the Lord has given us in this life and that which is to come. And so and so one of the main things about the new covenant that is better is the fact that Jesus fulfilled the righteous requirement of the law, and he did that on our behalf. Amen. Amen. So now, what disqualifies you and I from from uh receiving all the blessings of God and or removing all the curses of the law what disqualifies there's nothing there's nothing left there's nothing left that disqualifies you there's nothing you nothing you have done there's nothing there's nothing left there's nothing in the way nothing can keep the blessings of God off you amen Say, isn't there something I need to do? Yeah, just think about Jesus. That's all. Get your mind off you. Off you. Off anything else. Just think, Jesus did it all perfect. Jesus did it all for me. Jesus did it completely to set me free. And Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Amen. And the blessing of Abraham is on me now. Hallelujah. Isn't God good?